Hey neighbor, come on in and sit a spell. Let's talk gardening. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we are a gardening show here in South Georgia. This is Mama Hoss and I'm Greg. Heck yeah, nice to have y'all. We're gonna talk a little garden tonight. And uh, it's it's fall. Oh, it's fall. Man, it's got it my long good. sleeves on. Yeah. Got your long sleeves on. I know it felt good last couple mornings. Got up and that chill. I've been waiting on that girl. Mm, I've been waiting on it. So somebody last week commented on your fingernails about dirt underneath your fingernails. Yeah, they weren't being ugly. They were just saying they yeah. appreciated. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I actually had somebody here say that I needed to go back and get me a, a, a hat, a new hat, instead of wearing these old hats. <sighs> Yeah. And I told him, of course, this one is not as profound, but you see that little right there, that little ring right there? Uh -huh. I told him, I said, there's wisdom rings right there. You'll get dirty head. I was looking in at the house. It's bad. Sweated up, man. It's baby. bad. I can't, I'm not one of them type people. I can go put a new hat on, and in 24 hours, it is rump. Mm -hmm. Rump means it has gone bad here in the south. But I'm going to get one messed up in a hurry. I, I just can't keep a nice, pretty Sunday go to meet Can you hat. wash those? I've washed, yeah. I've washed this. I may have washed this one right here, but uh, it's always comfortable. But anyhow, when you see somebody's got dirt underneath the fingernails, or you see somebody's got a stained hat, they they know from experience yeah. instead of what. There's a lot of YouTubers out there that's just gonna tell you what you want to hear, mm. and me and you be talking from experience, don't yeah. we, girl? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think last week I had come from pulling those peanuts. Yeah. And I do try to keep my fingernails clean. Yeah. That's not the first time somebody's called me out on that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, we uh, we we take get dirty literally around right here. Yeah. So we're going to be talking today about gardening, fall gardening a little bit. We're going to trim some onions, but we're going to be answering some questions. We get a lot of questions out here, and we thought it'd be a good time to go over. And, and answer these questions. Maybe some of them could help you. Maybe it's a question that you've had. But first of all, what has you got been going on in your garden? I have been busy. Busy personally, and I just want to say a little shout out for my mother. She fell and fractured her hip last week, so she's doing better. She actually went to rehab yesterday, but if you say a little prayer for her, I appreciate it. Yeah, she's uh, she's had a time, but she has really stepped up and doing good. Yeah, a couple weeks ago she had a heart stent put in, and then last week she fell and broke her hip. So yeah, we've been with her at night, mm. but during the day, I've been in my garden. Yep, getting your sanity back. Getting my, I've been playing in the dirt, yes. Getting my sanity back. Yeah. But I've got pretty much everything planted except my celery. Yeah, celery's being a little slow. We uh, we we kind of cleaned up the greenhouse when we went on our overseas trip, so we're kind of behind the game on our fall garden a little bit. I didn't want to leave a lot on whoever's going to have to water our greenhouse. We're trying my, to catch up. My radishes up. are up. Both my plantings of English peas is up. My multiplying onions have growing sprouted. Like crazy. Oh, they're growing like crazy. Yep. So uh, same thing with me in my garden. If you don't know, we got two different gardens. But uh, I've, I've got a, and I think you may have planted some too, an experimental or a new variety of bunch of onions yeah, that we're trialing out. Uh, and I've got also a new variety of carrot that I'm trialing and a new beet I'm trialing mm -hmm. out. So I got some trial gardens going on. I planted my carrots and I lost day before yesterday. And I'm going out there every morning and every night, giving them a little bit of water, just a little bit, 
Are amen. you doing that? Amen, sister, doing the same thing. Because you got to keep those carrots wet to get them up. Ideal time to plant your carrots is in October. And we, we did a show a week or so ago about what you need to be doing in October. October is a prime month for gardening, especially fall gardening, because you can get everything out there and you get everything up. And yeah, like I say, we're a little behind. So most, I guess everything in my garden, I direct seeded. Yep. So far. So I'm waiting on the celery. All right. So let's look like ahead just a little bit to November. Okay. November will be here before we know it. And November is onion planting month. Now we've had a lot of you guys call or email wanting to know where my onion plants is at. Well, your onion plants are not ready. And the reason they're not ready is because you don't need to plant them now. You don't need the onion plants before it's time to plant them. We will ship onions out the mid, uh, maybe the 10th. We'll start probably around the 10th of November. We'll ship all the way through November. November is a prime month for planting your short day onions to overwinter them. You don't want to plant them in October. You want to plant them in November. That's the reason we don't have them to ship to you. Just be patient, chill, and uh, and you'll get them exactly when you need to plant them. If you've not ordered your onion plants, then you need to do that. We're going to be trimming some today that we grew from seed. And growing from seed is, is, is wonderful. But you really don't have time now to plant short day onions and grow them off and have them ready to plant in November. So we're going to show you how to trim these back, but not fear. We got onion plants and we got lots of them. Great by day approved varieties, which is going to be your sweet onions that uh, you can go ahead and order now, or you can simply wait to November. We're going to have plenty of them. But anyway, I want to pass out our strawberries. Let's talk give a strawberry update. Uh, <clears throat> we're planning on uh, there will be in end of next week, they will be in and we'll ship the following Monday, around the 21st, 23rd. What is that? 23rd? Somewhere this in This weekend's the 14th. Yeah, it's about the 23rd, 24th, somewhere there. We're going to be shipping out strawberries. So they'll be here at the warehouse in... We're not going to ship them out till Monday because we don't want them to sit in uh, a shipping office. facility over the weekend. So we'll be shipping out Monday, Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday of the, the, the following week. So not next week, but the next week, first week we'll be wide open shipping your strawberries out. And you'll get those in and, and get those planted. We are sold out of strawberries. We may have just a few left over after we get all the orders fulfilled. I'm not sure yet. That's the reason we don't want to sell them because we don't know where we're going to be on that. But we have sold a lot of strawberry plants, a lot of them. Yeah. We've got, still got onion plants, still got elephant garlic available. And we still got some German white garlic available. So November's still a good time to plant your elephant garlic, uh, get it in the ground. So November is going to be your garlic and onion planting month. Mm, I went ahead and planted my garlic. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Yep. All right, so let's jump right in. You know, we planted these on the show oh, a few weeks ago. And I kind of held them off. They maybe not grown as much because when we was gone, I didn't fertilize them. But folks, with onions, when you grow them in these 338 cell trays here, you want to clip them back pretty often. And the reason you want to clip them back is you want to stress that bulb so your bulb will get bigger. If you don't do that, then your bulbs are going to be itsy bitsy witsy. So just take you some scissors. Can we see here what I'm doing? You want to go down about halfway there. And there's some good scissors there. And just, just clip them off. Now you could lean your tray up sideways so these tops would fall off, but them falling down in there's not gonna, not gonna hurt anything at all. So you wanna go in there and do this. You don't wanna go too low because if you go too low, you're gonna stress those plants out even more. We don't wanna stress them too much. About halfway? About halfway. I say if you got a seven to eight inch 
top you want to clip about three to four inches off of it. Now look at me, I'm making headway there, ain't I? I look like giving a haircut. You've not known for your good haircuts. I'm not known for my being really good at things like this right here because Mama Hawks normally takes care of this kind of stuff for me. I get a little impatient and want to get it done real quick, but I want you to look what a fine job I have done clipping these onions back. Look at that, half of them's done. <clears throat> and I'm gonna let you do the other half. Can you do the other half real quick there? And what's gonna happen in just a few days, they're gonna spurt right back up and we're gonna go in there and we're gonna trim them again. This is a process that you wanna do several times. Uh, normally about eight weeks to grow out an onion plant there. If you're really good, you might can do it in six weeks, but I would I would normally, you missed one right there. Go you gonna go back and get it. <laughs> I would normally figure on about eight weeks there. And uh, you'll have nice onions to transplant. Now the good thing about oh, they growing- They smell so good. Yeah, they do. The good thing about growing, you need to go a little bit lower, Mama Hoss. Yeah, see there? You see that you're getting an uneven haircut there. <laughs> yeah. The good thing about having them in trays is you can hold them to you when you want to plant them. So if you got something going on that week, you could simply just hold them. You could hold them for a few weeks in these trays right mm -hmm. here. And uh, yeah, that's a good thing. You could eat those. You could eat those. Yeah, save those and eat those. But uh, short day onions, we got plenty of them here that we're going to have. What you think? I think it looks good right here. Got one or two right here on this edge right there. Look at you. And boom, boom, it's done. Boom, boom, so you boom. trim back. Yeah, don't throw those away. Yeah, put those in there. Oh, speaking of something to eat, I hope I got it still in my pocket. There you go. I got something for you to try. Oh boy. Oh boy. You see that? It's like nut grass to me. What is it? You can't tell me? I can't tell you till you eat it. Oh boy. <laughs> That's real grassy. It tastes kind of like garlicky a little bit. No, I ain't got a clue. Well, either is it. <laughs> it's tendrils from those garden peas. That magnolia. It don't taste like a pea to you. It doesn't. Well, it did to me. Maybe it does now. Means you told me. <laughs> that did not go as planned. <laughs> You were supposed to be wild. They're really tough. Well, it might be because they've been in my pocket all morning. <laughs> they've been in your pocket all morning. You've been tucked around my groceries in your pocket all morning. That might be good if it was fresh. Yeah, so I think on a salad. A little too tough. It had to be a lot more tender than that. Chewy, I'm still chewing on them. Okay, when I tasted them, they weren't that tough. I think really? it's because they've been in my pocket. Yeah. But those, it is, that is tough. The um, Magnolia oh. Blossom peas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I could have gave you anything to eat. I know it. Um, you can of, eat the tendrils yeah, too. Yeah. Well, we'll eat them on microgreens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I see that. Speaking of microgreens, we have really increased our offerings on microgreens. So, if you're interested in growing your microgreens, go take a look at our website. We have added a lot. We got a bunch of unique ones out there too. We got, did I say a lot? A lot of microgreens. So uh, check that out. We're gonna have to do a show just on that in the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks there. So let's get into our questions. We got questions, questions, questions. You wanna shoot them out there and then me and you both will answer because some of these are more geared towards you. Well, you start off asking, I think. Okay, all right, number one is how did you dry your holy basil? Okay, <clears throat> last year I did it in my 
dehydrator. This year, I've done it in my freeze dryer. Um, but if you don't have a freeze dryer or dehydrator, all you have to do is just bundle them up and hang them over your kitchen window and give it three or four weeks. Um, before I had either one of my devices, this is what I did. And it makes your kitchen smell good. So just give it three or four weeks, they'll dry completely up, and then you can just crumble them up <coughs> and store them. Now what are we gonna do with these? Well, I've been making tea out of these. I cook with it. Now I don't know how well it's gonna taste. I just wanted you to smell it. <laughs> it's pretty intense because it, it went through intense. the freeze dryer. Uh, uh, you eat a lot of grass today. Well, I'm eating a lot of grass. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, but I put it in my um, tea. That's really good for your respiratory system. I got something else in there. <laughs> Maybe I got it. So that's how I dry most of my herbs. And I've been doing a lot of that lately, trying to get them all harvested before the cold gets in here. Number two says my red, boy, you got me on. <laughs> you need to step away. My red roselle hasn't bloomed yet. When will my roselle bloom? When do you plant? <clears throat> well, you plant it in the spring and it sits there all summer long into the fall. And when the days shorten, it will bloom if the frost doesn't get it. <clears throat> um, I've got little bitty blooms. Are you okay? That, that basil. <laughs> little bitty blooms on mine. <clears throat> so you have, it starts out with a little red calyx. Mm -hmm. Then you get the flower. Uh-huh. The flower blooms just like okra. It's only there for one day. Then the flower wilts up falls off and the calyx will continue and that seed pod will continue to grow. And when that calyx opens is when you no, want to harvest? No, it won't open. Oh. It opens for the flower. It will if you left it on there long enough. No. no. Well, how's that seed pod going to get out of there then? You have to cut it out. Okay, so it wouldn't naturally reseed itself over a period of time. Mm -mm. Mm, okay. No. Usually about five days after the flower falls off, you harvest your calyx. You want to do it not too young, but not when it's too tough. Because it but is over a period of time, that calyx would, a year or whatever, it would go away and it would reseed itself, theoretically. I've never had any reseed okay. itself. No. We're, no. we're going to have to give you a rose no. lesson. I know. Um, so be patient. Um, if you're not having, last year mine bloomed all the way up to the first frost which was like december 18th it was we had a late frost last year yeah so <coughs> it's it's a a gambling game for those mm -hmm. a little bit up north it is a tropical plant so yeah just be patient all right number three i'm gonna let you ask this one do you keep the strawberry plants that you planted last year i do not so there's a couple different ways you could do strawberries you could do them as perennials or as annuals you know you've seen people plant strawberries and you certainly can do this but you can plant your strawberries out there in a perennial bed <laughs> excuse me I got you can plant your strawberries out there in a perennial bed and you want uh, to share no jared our uh <laughs> cameraman just had a spell over there yeah <laughs> you can plant them in a perennial bed and keep them up 
keep them sprayed and they'll come back year to year. However, they do get disease in the bed and anthracnose is one of the worst ones. However, we, we find it better off to plant them as annuals. We plant them in the fall. We grow them all winter long. We harvest them in springtime and we do away with them and we just plant them next year. That way we get to rotate them and we don't have near as much disease problem. Now, last year I was able to keep a few. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, this year none of them made it. Right. That heat just and disease just wiped them out. Mm -hmm. So up north, another question is: You get snow all winter long. Can you plant them in the fall, and will the snow kill the strawberries? Snow won't. Uh, you know, enough extreme cold weather might. Snow's going to insulate them down 32 degrees. I would mulch them, probably put a row cover or something on them when it got real cold, but your snow is actually going to insulate them. But below the snow, it doesn't get below 32 degrees. So they kind of go dormant. Kind of go dormant. They're going to be fine there, so yeah. Okay. When will strawberries ship? I think you... Yeah, mm, 10 days. Yep. From when the show is aired. Mm-hmm. Um... Somebody asked, and this has been asked before, why do you have separate gardens? Good question. We have separate gardens because she gardens different than I do, and both of us are fairly headstrong, and we got our own way of doing things. So she has raised beds. I garden pretty much on the flat. I have a couple raised beds. We have two different gardens in completely different areas of our 10 acres here. And she's in charge of hers and I'm in charge of mine. I know this may sound strange, but she may want to plant something different than I do. Instead of us getting into these arguments about what we're going to do, she just simply does what she wants to do and I do what I want to do. And for the most part, she does all the tending to her garden and I do all the tending to my right, garden. Right, right. You, you, and you don't do... When easy, as, easy now, easy, easy. As it gets on into the season, you get a little laxadate. What was that word? Laxadate, uh, which is cool. I don't do as good as harvesting my crops. She's in better. She's better at harvesting. You don't harvesting. do as good harvesting or keeping the weeds out. I do pretty good at keeping the weeds out. Oh, you, up to a certain point, yeah. and then it's just a jungle. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I, I do a pretty good job, and I, I garden a lot bigger area than she does too, yeah. so it's a lot more. So we, we just have intense. different styles, and it works out really. I well. grow watermelons and corn that you don't grow right. uh, for the most part. Okra, bigger crops like that, and you do a wonderful job in your garden. You keep it Thank real you. clean all the time. You, I, I just do. Yeah, yeah. 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 You help me out a little bit. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sometimes if it needs okay. spraying, okay. you, you yeah. help me out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. Uh, we talked about the onions. We trimmed onions. When we onions ship, we talked about that. It's going to ship November. And why is it shipping in November? Because you don't need them before November. And uh, they plant in Vidalia, Georgia, which is middle of Georgia. They plant all the way up into December up there. No problem whatsoever. Another question Just is, thought I'd throw that in there. where do we get our raised bed from? Hopkins Homestead. And we can put the link below. Uh, if you're interested in some raised beds, Hopkins Homestead, they got some really nice ones. They're not cheap. So if you're looking for a cheap raised bed, this is not the way to go. They're probably the, quality-wise, they're probably the top of the notch for me. And they're expensive, but they'll last you a lifetime. So we had somebody come look at them the other day that was interested in them. Hopkins Homestead. It's a little small family up in Missouri that makes these things. And uh, we'll put the link below. How about that? 
I heard you say Greg planted blackberries. So can you plant blackberries and grapes this time of year or spring better? No, fall is wonderful. You want to plant it before it gets real cold. November is a wonderful time to plant those kind of things because you get them established before springtime gets here and they just flourish and go. So yeah, absolutely. I, fruit trees, uh, berries and things like that, November's prime time. Will blue tarps work? I guess they mean instead of black tarps. Sure, any kind of tarp will work. Yep, blue tarps work. Most of the time you can't get blue tarps the size as our black tarps are, but yeah, it serves the same purpose. Yep, absolutely. Okay. How do I keep deer from eating my English peas? Oh, that's a good one there. Gene Paw came to the hospital yesterday, and he was so excited the day before his English peas had come up. And he went out there that morning, and the deer had ate them all. It's very frustrating. They love peas. Deer love peas. I don't know what to tell you. I've heard all kinds of things. Sprinklers, motion lines. Motion sensors out there turn your water on, certain types of fence. Just Google it is the best thing I can tell you. I'm no expert at deer deterrence, so it is frustrating. I do know that. Okay, you want me to do the long one? Yeah. Or you want to summarize it? Yeah, you can do it. I'm confused between two methods I've seen regarding fertilizing onions. Both make sense and both you and this other YouTuber. Another YouTuber. From the Southeast area, both have great results. One method yours states to start the onion seedlings with a balanced fertilizer first to establish the plants and switch to nitrogen fertilizer until bulbing starts. The other, who also has wonderful, great results, starts the seedlings with the nitrogen first, treating it like grass to get the leaves strong in the seedling young plant stage, then a balanced fertilizer up until bulbing. I'm confused. Does it matter which order I fertilize? Well, preferably, and I don't know who this other YouTuber is, but let's just uh, focus on what I know, okay? <laughs> What you want is you want good nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium for your onions to start with because it's important to have all three of those nutrients in there when you start. Now, that being said, I don't know what your nutrient load is. You could have phosphorus and potassium in your soil there, and if you do, if you have adequate amounts of it and it's available to plant, by all means, nitrogen's gonna be fine to get you started. Me not knowing what you've got, and if you don't know what you got, I think the best strategy is to start <coughs> off with a balanced fertilizer first, get them established and then go into the high growth stage with nitrogen. The best thing overall is have a soil sample know exactly what your nutrient load of your soil is and you can make that determination. But if you don't know and if it's just a general recommendation, go with the balanced fertilizer first and then, then go with the growth. Okay, this is about the seed, your new seed hopper. Why didn't you make it bigger? It would be nice to have a taller round hopper to hold more seed for the bigger seeds like bush beans. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, we limited on what we could do as far as mold size and cost. That uh, that mold, that little small mold was $25,000 and the bigger mold you get, the more expensive it gets. So we was limited on what we could do financially. Another thing was packing it in. So we, we made a determination to go with that size there. We thought it would best fit. Now you can always, and this is what I tell people, you can always keep your bag of seed in your back pocket. When you run out, just reach in there and refill it up. So, you know, I don't ever think we would make it big enough to suffice to everybody. But it's a good point, yeah. valid point. What would you recommend in nematodes? Nematodes are trouble and, and tough for a home gardener. They 
very few things you can do chemical wise. Uh, there is some things that's been happening the last couple of years that is interesting. Well, the first thing we can do is biofumigate with Kodiak mustard. We've talked about that before. If not, you can search on biofumigate Kodiak mustard. Uh, that will help control them and that's as a cover crop. And uh, another way you can do it there is there is a product out there called Monterey and it's available to home gardeners. It's, it's a mon we don't sell it. It's a Monterey nematode control. The problem with it, and I've had this conversation with the company several times because we love Monterey. We, we're big proponents of their products. Is if you use that product, it kills all nematodes and you have to reintroduce the good nematodes. And I think that's more cumbersome than most people are gonna be willing to do. First of all, you got to find somebody that's gonna sell you good nematodes. So I don't think that's a viable option. Now, the third one is, there is a lot of progress being done with seed breeding on plants that are resistant to nematodes. Peppers, for one thing, there's a lot of breeding going on with resistant nematode varieties of pepper. And basically what they do is if you do the right kind of rotation and use some of these varieties, you can actually starve them out. Where people get in trouble with nematodes is they plant okra in the same place year after year, or they plant a, a nematode susceptible plant in the same place every year and they get their populations built up. We're all going to have nematodes. The thing about it is to try to manage them. Rotate. Manage them, rotate to an acceptable level. I hope that answers your question somewhat. You got a little strung out there. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Should we... Uh-oh, we've got to have the glasses. Mix to malize our corn. How you say that? <laughs> oh, where you at here? Right there. All right, do you know what that means? Kind of. Noxidamize. Noxidamize. Do you know what that means? You trick. came up with these questions right here, and I thought, surely you know what that means, because I read over them, and I said, sure, it's impressive, girl. No, I just, I just copied and pasted So you don't questions. know what it means? No. Okay. That is the process where they take corn. The Hispanic or Mexican people do this more so than anybody else that for I know. For tortillas. It's for tortillas, and they put lime in there, and it helps break down and release that shell from the corn, and it breaks it down. We don't do that with cornbread. Mm -hmm. Us that was raised up in our part of the world, we don't do that. No, there's no need to do that. Now, if you're going to make tacos and things like that, yeah, you want to do that. It's a process I've seen done on YouTube a few times. I've never done it, so I don't know much about it. Tell them the way we make our cornbread. Mm -hmm. Cornbread and water. We, we grind it right there on the countertop. Separate it out, we screen well, it out. For, for some cornbread, the others you put eggs and milk. Yeah, but your little hoe cake cornbread. Yeah, just water, water. and salt and cornmeal. Mm -hmm. That's the way we enjoy ours, so no, we don't do that process. Mm -hmm. I have a question. I hope you will answer for me. I have an extended family of 10. How much Jimmy Red corn should I grow for cornmeal oh, for enough for a full year? Granted, some will eat more than others, but I have never saw anywhere telling me how much I need to grow. Tough questions, too many variables in there. I want you to give you an idea. Grow as much as you can. And uh, it'll store. It'll freezer. store. We put it in a pillowcase and put it in the freezer. Grow up to half acre if you can, if you got that much. You can always give it away, sell it, or share it, whatever. It's better to have too much and not enough. I think that'd be a good starting point for you. Okay, this is an okra question. Okra question, yep. Any ideas on why I have so many little fruits die and drop off? Last year I thought it might be a snail problem. Even thought they're out there. I don't seem, it doesn't seem to be a bigger problem on the okra. My fall okra, one six foot row, has barely produced enough for me. Much less 
any to the share freeze? Oh, that's a good one there. I'd probably revisit, revisit my fertility, my pH, and look at I think it may be a pH or a nutrient problem. So make sure you got a good well balanced fertilizer. Don't overfeed them too much. What about water? Stress? Uh, normally not with okra. Okra's in the Mala family and it handles, handles drought really well. So, I mean, it'll just quit producing, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't die or anything. So mm -hmm. I think it's probably a nutrient thing because okra is... Uh, pollinated by the wind so you don't need pollinators for that so it's not a pollinator issue. Are phacelia only annual? Do they come in perennial? I'm sure they would grow as a perennial in some tropical areas that don't have enough cold there but they're they're annuals for us they reseed their shift pretty quick so they're annuals for us. What plants are you suggesting for cover crops? Oh man, that's a good one. I've been suggesting lots of different ones. Some of my favorite ones is, is cocktails, is uh, daikon radish and winter rye. I like black oaks and hairy vetch, several of them. I don't think you can really go wrong. What do you have out there with that facilia? Buckwheat has come up in there. So I had buckwheat come back. Oh, I didn't plant the uh, buckwheat, it came back, but I planted facilia by itself. I wouldn't plant facilia with something else. I think facilia is a standalone. The cocktails, uh, just to give you an idea of what a cocktail is, it's two or more cover crops playing together. Normally, I like to mix a broad leaf, such as a legume, with a grass type one. So, I normally don't like to plant two different kind of clovers or stuff like two legumes. I plant a, a, uh, a grass type one with one of those. I think that works best. Okay. You get the best of both worlds. I grew the green beans y'all grew this year. Talking about the Hulse Gr Green Blaze. Green Blaze, yeah, which is a good one. And Picking now, do they are they like the purple hull and rebloom? Yes, they will rebloom and come back. We pick them as many as four times, mm -hmm. haven't we? So yeah, they'll come back on you. Uh, this weather here should be perfect for you making good beans. So if you was fortunate enough to plant you some beans back in August, they should be coming in there and you should be enjoying oh, their harvest. I wish I had some. Yep. I planted slips June second. I think it's time to harvest, but the vines look really good. When should I harvest the tubers? When the vines die, which might be December here in North Florida, or by the t time since planting, which would be about now. Get after it. Get after it. Dig uh, some up and see. Dig some up. At, more likely, if it stays to maturity just past, it's time to get at it. A lot of times, your vines still look good. It's not like ash players where your vines going bad. Your vines can still look good, but you won't get those potatoes out of there before they start getting diseased up. So my advice would be get at it. Get at it. Get at it. Can you grow collards in containers? Shoot, yeah. Yep, I would recommend growing top chop or top bunch or smaller top collards. I think they'll do better, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, last question. Yep. I'm having trouble getting my celery to germinate. Any advice? No, patience. Make sure they drain well. They're slow for us to, celery's normally just a slow yeah, germinate. A long time. Make sure they drain well and you keep them watered because you don't want them to rot. You don't want them sitting that Something wet. Something like carrots. Yep. There. Well, Patience. Patience. Patience, my friend. All right, All so right. maybe that helps everybody a little bit. Maybe we answered a question they was wondering about. Yeah, if we didn't answer a question, put it in the comments and uh, we'll add it to the next show. Yep. And try to get an answer. Oh, we got a garden spotlight. Jerry and Sharon Gulledge. Yep, I'm going to start out with a bean pick because these are beans. What kind of beans they say? Those are whole screen blades. Mm -hmm. Look at them. They're nice, ain't they? Mm -hmm. In Molina, Florida, Zone 8B. Yep. Aren't those gorgeous? Yep, they got a good crop of them. They got some, there's some in the pan they picked with some zinnias behind mm -hmm. them. Mm. 
Thank you for sending that in. I hope you enjoyed your call screen blades. Put some of them up in cans so you have some later on this winter. I still dig and holy basil out of my mouth. I didn't make you eat that. Yeah. Old goat. Old goat drawing. So on the set here somewhere is an old goat figurine. If you find it, put it in the comments below and next week we'll do a drawing. And if you are lucky enough to win, you will get a pair of get dirty socks here. We'll send you a pair of these out. We're not going to send you used socks out, but new socks out. <laughs> That's the only way you can get these Get Dirty Socks is win it off the old goat. And this week's winner is Misty Sherry. Misty? Cherry. Sherry. Sherry? Sherry? Cherry. Cherry. Excuse me, Misty. Cherry. Send us your shipping address to CustServe at HossTools.com and we'll get you a wonderful pair of Hoss Get Dirty Socks in the mail. I know everybody's wanting some Hoss Get Dirty Socks. All right, so that wraps it up. Thank you for joining us. We had a big time. We always enjoy talking gardening with you guys out there. It's wonderful to sit and visit and have a good time with everybody. I know it's fall of the year, but there's still a lot of gardening to be done. Strawberries, onions, garlic, all kinds of things. Radishes, beets, greens. We're going to be enjoying, enjoying greens right before you know it. Oh, I planted some mustard. Mm, I did too. And some spinach. Yep. Yep. Thank y'all. Now it's time for you to get off that couch and get out there and get dirty.